All right, here we go. It's podcasting time. Colin Thomas is here from Essential Maintenance and We Will Fix It Dubai. This is the We Will Fix It podcast where we're going to be talking about the need to know, need to do things right now, this time of the year. And I'm talking, you know, you got some humidity coming. What are you going to be doing with that? What about duct work? What about converting that kid's room that the the child has left and gone to college or boarding school or, you know, who knows? Maybe they've just gone to extended camp. I don't know. You want to convert their room? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? What do you need to be thinking about? And we're going to be talking about, you know, those Google reviews that people ask you to do? What's the value of them for the organization? Colin's got a whole bunch of things on the list. And if we get to all that, then we're going to talk about replacing halogen lights with LED lights. We're going to talk about redoing the stove ducting. We're, <laughs> we're really good at getting to the end of our list, haven't we? What are we on? 81 episodes, I think. And have yeah. we done that? Well, in fact, we have done it once. I remember the episode because we yeah. both looked at each other it's in like, absolute oh, yeah. disbelief. Yeah. My goodness, we've made it to the end of the list. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get there today. I know we're not going to get there today, James. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> I'm, I'm forever the optimist. Come you on. are. You absolutely are. I'm the realist. It's probably why it works. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Are yeah. We, are we ready to kick this off? Come on, we can do this. So the, the first thing I'm wondering is uh, you, the air conditioning in the office debate that you constantly have with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, where has that ended uh, recently? I, I, he stepped a... down. Oh, no. Yes. So this debate was uh, whether or not it is uh, right to leave the air conditioning on in the office 24-7 yeah. versus turn it off when we leave and then turn it back on. Yeah. Now, Dan's additional, I mean, he threw this one in, which was a great little curveball, which is now our office is 24-7. We have somebody in the office at all times so that we uh, we man our own, unlike most companies, we, we man our own phone lines. Yeah. So you don't, use, the a, same you don't use a call center somewhere. No, we don't. Exactly. You know, it's in Bangalore and someone calls, we will fix it and exactly. they get Bangalore. And that's that's the standard. That's what people in our industry oh, use. Okay. However, that's not how we roll. So we have somebody the whole time um, in our offices and away we go. So this was Dan's excuse for having our office, which is attached to the kind of the main office, uh, on 24-7. No, it was. It's a really difficult conversation to have with somebody when they're just wrong. There isn't. There isn't any ambiguity in this conversation, and it's very difficult to kind of deliver that without seeming like a real pain in the neck. Yeah. So Dan has to deal. Can you imagine dealing with me day in day out? No. And I'm just so black and white. There is no grey. No, Dan, you're wrong. We're not doing that. And then I come back in on a uh, on a Monday morning after Dan has finished on a on a Friday. And uh, the AC is on. So, picture of the AC unit. And then I just put big, big dollar signs straight after it. I said, what? Why? No. So, luckily, it's stuck. So, he he's not doing that anymore. Now, we have more problems, though, because our AC takes absolute... We've got windows on two sides of our office. Oh, no. So, we've got the corner office, in effect. And as a result, it takes ages to cool it down in the summer. Uh-huh. So Dan, that was another thing that Dan threw, threw um, quite rightly in my direction. So now I open the door and when I first walk in, because we have an open door, but mainly closed door policy. And um, now for the first couple of hours, I circulate our uh, room with all the other rooms, which are, have very, very solid AC. And it knocks it down much, much quicker. 
So it is good, and that works actually as the kind of initial communication time. Get, okay. us, get us up to speed on the day. Anyone that's got stuff left over, get hold of me now, and then come kind of ten thirty ish. We'll normally close that door so that we can have our private conversations, and um, and people need to knock before before we're available. Nice. So, okay, yeah. so it's all worked out because this has been a anyone who's been listening to you know the last thirty of these podcasts yeah. here and here and there and again we've been talking about ac and the ongoing office disputes well obviously this didn't work out exactly <laughs> as i've just stated because the main office ac died oh no uh, i know at the start of the week which oh, is no. a real i know a real pain so actually what's happened now for this week only <laughs> i've just thought about this that this is a real problem with my overall strategy because dan might think this is now being a permanent scenario so now what we're doing is Leaving our AC on 24-7. This week only. It's not going to continue, James. Does, does Dan know this, or is he taking this as to be a, fair, a subtle sign of defeat? We haven't actually discussed it, but then what we're doing is we are putting fans to basically take air both in and out of the um, of that main room. Okay. And it's worked remarkably well, considering how hot it's been. Now, but what, what happened to the AC unit? Uh, the AC unit was... And this must be an industrial size thing. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a big boy. Um, it was a contactor, which is basically the big industrial switch that um, uh, that from the thermostat, you have a little uh-huh. relay that sends the signal to the contactor, which is basically like a big electric switch that goes boom. Yes, giving yeah. lots of power for the uh, for the compressor. So that um, contactor had burnt out. So that oh, was uh, that was that one done. And then when I said something else yesterday, that was a secondary mm. issue with it. I think, oh, I know, stem valve, uh, which is ah. so the valve which is on the AC, which is there to be able to connect to as uh, a technician. Uh, to be able to put either additional gas in, check yeah. what the gas pressures are, wh- yeah. whatever you need, that is your your access point. Um, over time, the the flex that's naturally caused by that just connecting it up um, all the way uh, can cause it to uh, to leak. So at that point, cut it off, put a new one on there, uh, weld it on, and away we go. So that yeah. that combination was was where we were at. All right. So when's it going to be all working again? Yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so actually, I was slight, I left slightly early last night, so I don't know what the scenario is. And because I'm going, I'll probably get back in at about 10 o'clock today. It is possible that Dan has taken this as an opportunity to try and change the, um, the situation. So you'll have to ask me again next week, the week okay. after that, to see whether or not I re-established the dominance in the AC world. But I am sure as heck not going to waste our, our money on um, yeah. cooling a room that nobody is in for the best part of 12 hours. All right. Uh, I want to update you on my water tank issue. I saw <laughs> There's more to come. video. <laughs> We discussed this last week, I know, and I, I know. said it's not going to work. It didn't so work. So then, James, what happened? <laughs> so, if you haven't seen my TikTok, and they're on YouTube, and, and, and there's more to come, I, I did the bodge job. Oh, you did? It, it didn't work. I know it didn't. <laughs> I said before, James, that's not going to work. Too much pressure at the bottom of the tank, I said. Ah, but now there's not as much water, so I'm going to try again. No. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, no. listen, listen. Don't do it, James. <laughs> I think it's going to work now. It's not. I got a new plan. Anyway, so this is this is what happened. As as my end of so I've got a, a crack in in my water tank. It's twenty two years old. Needs to be replaced. It's at the bottom. It's at a valve, a release valve. I don't even know why there's a release valve there, but there is. And there's not one on the neighbors because I can see the neighbor's roof. Like there's just a little wall. So I walked over. And went, he doesn't have one. Mm. Why do I have one? Doesn't make sense. Anyway, or, or actually it does if you need to take all the water out. He's not going to be able to do it as easily as I can. True. 
but the so the the guys came and looked they made some measurements and they said okay well, we'll you know. this was 10 days ago yeah yeah so they left and four days later i'm going what's going on they haven't come back so i i call up the guys and say uh hello and they say oh you've got to talk to the building manager and i so i call you know i say what she hasn't approved it so i call up the building manager and go uh there's a leak and it's we're still we're still with the leak and she goes yeah that that, that price they gave was extraordinarily too high and i went uh, one thousand two hundred for an eight hundred gallon what's she talking about i guess so they also included the price of the crane in there because they got to lift it on the roof you she, could if it came to it uh, for, for an 800 or you could downsize it to a 600 which they can definitely lift onto the roof yeah. with, with a rope so it's it's actually it's only a 500 gallon tank really yeah oh it looked bigger than that in yeah. the video yeah 500 you zoom in yeah i think it was a little zoom in. It's, <laughs> it's only a, a 500er right no you can definitely get that you don't yeah. need a crane for that yeah so i so the they the guys gave a price with with lifting it up with a crane okay she didn't realize that was included in the price thought it was like overkill mm. and so i said yeah but i still need the things so all the other guys are going to come and look so the other guys come and look they say the same thing yeah we got to replace this tank and they're looking and going, yeah, okay, we can probably rope it up, but it would be easier to crane it up. Yes, it would, yeah. And so they're doing the same thing. They, and so she approved that one finally. Here's the best part. We're up there looking at this tank because, of course, I follow them up to show them all the stuff. Mm. And my body's job, which they go, well, that was stupid. They even said that. Weird, was, that. <laughs> I said, Colin said the same thing. They said, who's Colin? I said, it's a long story. <laughs> Don't <laughs> even go there. We haven't got the time. <laughs> so, so we're standing there. This is better. So we're standing there. And the guy goes, oh, you got another leak too, you know? And I'm going, what are you talking about? He goes, there's a, so coming off of the roof pump, there is, you know, one of our yep. one, a wonderful pipe. There's an elbow joint that's also 22 years old. Looks very, you know, corroded on the outside, it's, mm. but, but it's plastic. There's a little, there's a little spurt of water coming out of it. Just a tiny pinprick thing. But, okay, so this is the way this job should be done, yeah. okay? When they put it in, they definitely need to put a new float valve in there as well. Yeah, yeah, they're going to okay. do that for right. sure. Look on the side of it, make sure it says Pegler. There okay. is only one brand that is reliable here. Okay. Hopefully, it should be a one inch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, actually, wait a second. You've got a second tank uh, on the ground on your one, yes. haven't you? It's old yeah. school. So, therefore, no, it actually needs a new electronic float switch. Right. Which is, if you look into your tank, you'll have a thing like a, 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 a plastic thing with a wire coming out of it that floats on the surface. Right. Okay. I know they're not going to replace that. They're going to use the same one. But those things generally last about three to four years. Oh. And they are about 50 dirhams cost price to be That's able to. nothing. Get. Exactly. Kishtamaka is the brand for those that yeah. it should be. They won't use that. They'll use one of the Chinese ones that dies in a year. But there we go. Now... Equally, the next step is going to be that they have the tank connector, which is absolutely yeah. fine, and then you have to thread onto that. So to thread onto that, you need a union joint, which is uh, basically a, an opening joint that opens on both sides, and you, can, you have a collar that goes over the top to hold it together. You need one of those between the tank and the pump. All right. Okay? Now, the bodge job is cut the pipe, fit the union joint, use the old pipe in both directions and away we go. However, yours is PVC, which yeah. is 22 years old. For another literally 20 dirhams parts cost, you repipe the entire thing back to the pump. It's 20 dirhams. Yeah. I'm hoping they do this. Okay, send me a picture <laughs> when they don't and we'll come and fix it. 
<laughs> so so hold on, it gets better. The story gets better. I got to oh. put this all up on TikTok because it's getting better. So today, the tank is getting delivered. Oh, okay. So, so I send a message. So you're installing it today. Oh, no, sir. No, 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 no. no. It's getting delivered. Then we're going to have the truck come to put it on the roof. And now my wife and I have bets on... So when, do, when will this job actually be done? The positive side is because I've lowered the water level in my tank to only a quarter, it doesn't hardly leak, which is why I think my uh, Bodge job is going to work for patching. <laughs> James, the thing is, I know that you know that it's not going to work. But I still have it's half a can. more from an entertainment perspective I have, that you're doing this. I have half a can of this wonder stuff. I'm convinced it's going to work. I got a new, I got a new theory. The only way that could work, and I told you this last time, is if you put it on the inside. I'm not. I'm not climbing in. I know you don't. <laughs> I'm not doing That's a, what you I'm need not doing to a do Jacques Cousteau with the big helmet on it. Yeah, yeah. That is the only way, James, to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. But you're not doing that. No, no. You? I'm going to try another way. The other thing is, just so that you know, oh. if you were to, um, so the way you've put that down, I think you've grabbed the electronic float switch and you've lowered it further in. Yeah. Is that how you did yeah. the uh, yeah. get it down to quarter? Okay. If you were to isolate that, so literally lift it up out the tank, hold it up or, or, or with a bit of wire or whatever, you would use the last bit of water in your tank, at which point you aren't Jack Cl- uh, Clustering it in there. It's empty. So you could actually do that, yeah. that repair correctly it will never fully seal it right but if you did that so leave it no water leave it to dry then at that point you have a chance of being able to uh, put the repair on there it then needs to fully dry (laughs) before all you do is literally unhook unhook um the uh, electronic float switch drop it straight back in the tank and it will immediately fill now the lovely thing is because you've got positive pressure with the tank if you hit the reset button on your pump a couple of times Uh it will actually prime itself you don't have to bother with any of the hassle with that okay so it's a very easy process to do this that that will mean that you'll be left with a bit of a drip nothing more than that so that'd be nice because who knows when they're actually going to put the tank on the roof Oh, we all know. <laughs> we all know when they're going to do that, which is tomorrow. But it's always tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Be the yes. In Charlotte. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I just got in Charlotte. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. So more to come. And, uh, of course, we'll follow up on TikTok and all of the other social medias where I record this nice epic <laughs> failure in DIY. <laughs> It's almost as though you haven't been listening to me for 81 episodes. I know, that's the thing. That's even my wife said, but haven't you been listening to Colin at all? Don't you listen to those podcasts? You do the podcasts. You're the worst example of a teacher in the world. You're not even listening to what's being said. Mind you, there is that teaching technique, isn't there? How not to do it. Yeah. I can't remember what I, I can't remember what I was doing that it took four tries, four four failures doing it four failures the same way to realize you know, I'm not doing this anymore. But it took four and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> this is not a good thing because I'm bound to do it again now. <laughs> let's hope as you go to do it then you'll realize. Oh man. All right. Well let's let's jump into a really interesting story because you're duck cleaning. So first of all, getting ducks, this, and I don't mean ducks as a quack quack. I mean, <laughs> with a T, ducks. Ducked, ducked, yes. yes. Cleaning ducks is super important in any, wherever you are in the world. You know, back in North America, you might have forced air heating and cooling. And I mean, I can remember where, when, you know, we lived in our place in Ajax. I don't think we ever cleaned those things. And you'd open them up and there'd be dog hair and dust bunnies and... 
old Hot Wheel cars, I, the stuff that was down there. Yeah, was it's quite something. And also, if you imagine in um, in Northern America, um, those units are a lot older than we've got here. Yeah. And therefore, and because they're often through the floor as well, yeah. they've literally just been created as channels yeah. rather than actually any ductwork being there at all. So we, we're, we're a huge step forward here in the Middle East. Where it gets a little bit more dicey is on the older properties. Some of them, for some unknown reason, <laughs> insulated with fiberglass on the inside. Oh! At that point, you're in disaster zone, and you need Why to be very careful about how they're duct cleaned. Why would you put the fiberglass insulation on the inside? Is this some North Americans who design these things, or what? That's uh, weird. I don't know, but they obviously had their own issues. Yeah. But the logic, uh, the logic behind it is, if you imagine when you turn off your AC, the ducts are then very cold. Yeah. So what they're trying to do is avoid condensation. Yeah, and I, I understand that logic, but they didn't think about longevity. Yeah. No. In terms of the process of um, people cleaning it over time, which it needs to be done, and the damage that would cause the insulation that's there. Yeah. So yeah. not a genius idea, never yeah. done these days, let's yeah. put it that way. Thank goodness. So... Um, from, from our perspective, the big job that we're... We're actually in the middle of quoting. We're at the quoting stage. Oh. And it is a new school in Dubai that was actually built in 2019, or the initial construction uh, was done. They're now at the stage where they are finally bringing it, bringing it online next September. And they're doing the fit-out of the school itself, so not bare walls anymore, but trying to put floors in and various other yeah. bits and bobs. And all of the exposed ducts um, need an initial clean before a final clean because there's been the buildings haven't even been closed. So there oh, no. is, I mean, all the gymnasiums, for instance, have these enormous duct lines and there is bird droppings all the way across the top of these oh, units. No. Yeah. Okay, but then the scale that we're talking about is, so I've got three gymnasiums. Each one probably has about 250, 260 metres of ducting that we have to clean both <laughs> in, internally and externally. Wow. And another 370 units of ducts. So it, 370 units. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, not all of those. I think it's 270 is the, the number that we've been, we've been asked to quote for, plus the gymnasiums. Um, but it's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed, actually, <laughs> getting back into doing kind of really hardcore commercial quotations and, um, and the process and taking the team through that because a lot of the guys haven't done it before. Ah. So you have to simplify this and very, very quickly. Um, is is the real key so we had all the plans we got them all printed out in a3 on our conference table and it filled the entire conference table and then i color code them so therefore we have uh, the three colors for shorts short length ducts medium length ducts long length length ducts and then another one which is um outside of the ordinary that we can classify uh -huh. so therefore we need to look at each of these separately which are those gymnasiums the rest of them pretty much um, filled into the classification then as well as that, we've got various fan shafts that need cleaning and various other bits and bobs like that. Oh, yeah. So we've then got the purchasing, purchasing team involved to then look at, outside of our standard domestic um, brushes, what can I get that will work with our machines, because our machines are extremely capable, to uh, work on commercial units as well. Yeah. And it turns out we can get 30-inch brushes to go on there, uh, which is perfect for what yeah. we need. So it, it's a really, really clever idea. 
Then on top of that, very few companies have as many of these duct, ma- uh, duct machines as we have. Um, we currently have six that are fully uh, fully okay. operational. And if you imagine that each of these um, each of these machines could do around ten to twelve units a day, it actually means that when it sounds like an enormous number, we can actually bring it down and probably get the whole school done in two to three weeks. That's pretty good. It is. And there's not many outfits out there that actually are able to do yeah. that. Most companies would have one, maybe two of these machines. Yeah. We've got six because of the size that we are. So then it's about health and safety and then looking at, yeah. okay, so you know these ducks that are in the gymnasium? The, these ducks are 10.1 meters above the ground. Yeah. So how that's, do we do that? Serious scaffolding. Yeah, it is. But luckily, we've got we've, that. We've got the scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, but then more importantly than that for me is, um, okay, our guys all need to be able to operate this safely. Yeah. So they all are, uh, have certificates to be able to work for us. They uh, We train them in working at height, and they are mm. certified for working at height. Mm. For the scaffold, we have a certain select group that are um, warranted for that but now anybody that is working on those gymnasiums if for any reason they are not certified will be certified beforehand ah. we will then have a manager who is um, certified IOSH certified which is the main training body in the UK for managing safely okay here's my question yeah pause for a second okay you're you're doing the quote you've got this team together do the people you're quoting to care well, this is the question. We don't know. <laughs> okay. So it, there are two schools. There is the school of, I want the lowest price no matter what. Okay. Mm. Now, to hit that lowest price, A, it's going to be really, really long. They'll literally go in with one duck machine and, and two, three yeah. people. Secondly, it's going to be really dangerous. They won't use the scaffolding grade mm. that we do <laughs> to be able to get up there. No, they're going to use one big, oh, <laughs> Another story. Remind me, I've got another story for you after right. to do with heights. Okay. So yeah, they'll use some ladder or something. Yes, they will. They just use a straight ladder and literally uh, they'll they'll lean it up against the uh, the ducts, which is dangerous yeah. as hell. Because you know they'll, they'll do that. Yeah. Well, they do it domestically. Right. You know the story about the three guys holding on to a vertical ladder so that guys can ju- uh, can climb up eight meters to change a light. Bulb. Well, that, that's the story that I've got got for you. Is I actually was watching. I was we were driving by. The wife and I were driving by some giant sized palm tree yeah. and there's some guy up in it cutting off branches and things and the ladder is roped around i, I, I think it was roped i'm not sure I, i'm not even sure how he would have climbed up it because i didn't see where the ladder was affixed but it was vertical and we didn't go back because we thought I, we, we, we both gasped and went how did he get up there well this is interesting i know how they got up there <laughs> Because we got, um, we had palm trees in the old garden, yeah. and the the gentleman who came to be able to cut off those branches didn't need a ladder. Okay, he used the belt. The belt. But this guy had a ladder. No, no, but they, they, I, sometimes I, what they'll do is they'll oh, lean okay. a ladder up initially ah. so they don't have the belt from the right. bottom. Uh, okay. They'll then set up the belt at the top of the ladder ah. and then go up higher from okay. there. gotcha. That's the normal oh, okay. way that they, would, they would work. Yeah. Um, but that's very different to maintenance of a light bulb, unfortunately, yeah. where they literally put three guys holding onto a ladder that goes totally vertically, no. and the no. lightest one climbs up. No, no. That was done by a very, very well-known maintenance company, large maintenance company here in Dubai. Wow. And uh, that is how little they think of their staff. Well, you know what? If I have to miss out on a contract because to be able to hit a price point, 
I need to use that little equipment and have that disregard for my staff. I don't want to. Yeah. So that's Simple good. So, that. you, so you'll be able to provide all these certifications. Oh, we've got it. We're, yeah, we're, we're absolutely ready to go. But okay. to work through the methodology on something like this, work, yeah. which is a really unusual job, is fascinating. I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we came in at a really good price, really good price. If we don't get it, we don't get it. Yeah. And it won't material make much difference to us. Um, it, it would be nice to have, especially as it's getting cool. And yeah. that's the reason we went for it. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see and see whether or not they, uh, they value. I don't think many people can do it the way we could do it. And um, for me, that's the, uh, that's the magic of scale. When will you know? Uh, I'm guessing two to three weeks. Okay. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. We think it's a, we, we call these our 20 percenters. If we do okay. five of them, we'll eventually get one. Um, but uh, for a 20 percenter and there's a process to, to take the star through, yeah. it's, it's worth its weight in gold, whether so we get it or not. Huge educational value. Yeah, massively. Nice. Massively. And trying to get them to think outside of our traditional box of, um, of domestic. Yeah. And uh, you do need to think very differently commercially about how um, to cost this kind of thing. So it's not just about the length of the units, it's about the flow between the units. It's, um, it's about ease of access. The fact that the ceilings are not in means that we can actually yeah, get yeah. in and do the work a lot more simply than we would be otherwise. Mm. So um, it's, been, it's been fascinating. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great. The next thing on our list is it's, it's all about humidity because this morning was a great example. It wasn't, it wasn't humid at 5 o'clock. 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> I was sat on Hester Street, as I am always when I'm coming in, in this direction, and um, the condensation started on the outside yeah. of my windscreen because I, I, I like having the car extremely cold. So I had to literally put hold the... Hold on, hold on. You always, you always talk about your wife as being the, you know, the, the abominable snow woman in, yes. at home with the AC. Yep. Sounds to me like you're in the same camp. You want to keep it at 14 or, or lower as well. Only in the car. Oh, okay. Let's not be consistent, James. I've never been until now and won't continue to be. But in a car, I like to be cold. Okay. In bed, I don't like to be cold. Gotcha. So therefore, as far as I'm concerned, it's perfectly normal in a car, totally abnormal in a bedroom. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm. <laughs> so, so humidity. Humidity. So humidity, yes. So <laughs> it, pain it's, in the butt. it's just starting now, yeah. and it's going to get a lot worse over the next two to three weeks. Now, how does it affect the general uh, the general public? We start getting the, the usual phone calls that come through, which is, I've got water coming through my light bulb uh, or <sighs> in the ceiling. The ceiling rose is, is leaking. Um, and from our perspective, we're like, okay, so these are the, the start points, which are you must keep all of your windows closed. Right. Keep doors closed. If you've got a balcony, because it's getting cooler, people think, oh, it's nice to have that flow of air coming in from yeah, outside. Yeah. And it really is. But you are going to get a shower coming through. And the reason for that is especially in apartment blocks, um, but it does happen again in villas, which is if you imagine how they, um, how they, they split the floors. Yeah. Here, which is a brilliant um, construction technique, they use solid concrete flooring, yeah, okay? So absolutely. the slabs that are there. Yeah. Well, these slabs have a, a very large mass about them, and they will stay cool uh, over the period that um, they have a, uh, subjected to AC, or mm. relatively cool. You then put hot 
wet air, which is what we've got against them, and it creates condensation on the underside of the slab. Mm. Now, what happens is this will pull to the lowest point. The slabs aren't absolutely flat, so it'll pull to the lowest point. It will then drip down onto whatever ceiling um, uh, structure you've got, and it will look for an exit point. That exit point is normally your light fitting. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, in this situation, there is nothing that we can do to rectify. Really? Yeah. We can advise you on what to do correctly to rectify yeah. it yourself, which is close all doors, without a doubt. Keep an AC operating because they act as a dehumidifier, so mm-hmm. you can get rid of that humidity that is there. Keep all your doors open between the rooms so you get the maximum amount of circulation to be able to move that that air uh, through the ACs and throughout the the entire apartment. And ideally, not that Natalie's ever going to listen to me, (laughs) don't put it too cold so you have this big differential in temperature across your property. Okay, so trying to keep it consistent and trying to keep the the air as dry as possible is the key to humidity Mm. and to not introduce more humid air to the environment that you're trying right. to protect so it's not a it's not a physical fix it's just you know practical measures fix yeah and i miss one more thing which is extractors are really good as well oh, okay. they really help like to, the kind you have in washrooms yeah, yeah exactly they really help to be able to a it, it it makes it slightly more expensive on the basis that you are in effect extracting out to the environment but it means that if they're working in one direction if they're a little bit old um then the one-way um air gate that is there to basically stop the, the humid air coming in probably isn't working <laughs> so on that basis you're introducing humid air in yeah. many instances through that as well yeah okay good that's an easy one yeah it was yeah. relatively keep the doors closed keep the uh, fans going maybe keep the ac on and away you go yes absolutely and you figure what three weeks we're going to be past the the brutal humid part or nah more nah. like a month, oh, I think. It, it, and it depends because sometimes, it, I mean, it's hit early this year. Yeah. So to have it, in, we're now in the start of October. And um, uh, at this stage, normally, you would still not have uh, humidity having hit. But so, we're, we're a week, week and a half in. So, so folks might be wondering, why am I asking Colin about this? It's because you track it year on yes, year. Do. Temperatures, humidity, etc. So you have a nice... You know, since what, 2010? Uh, yeah, probably around then that we were actually tracking it, I would have yeah. thought. But the, the interesting thing for uh, the next month is the temperatures are all, both the high and the low, are all over average. Oh. But humidity is hit early. Uh-huh. So it's a really weird combination of the two that we have. So we're not sure exactly what happens next. Last week was really quiet. This week is crazy. Uh-huh. And we, we're at that stage where naturally you get that variation at the end of the season where you don't yeah. quite know where it's going in terms of demand. And for us, that's our reason for tracking all this mm. so that we can make sure that we've got the demand. Oh, sorry, we've got the teams in place to cope with the demand that we have at different times. Yeah. Um, but literally, I was just on the phone to Dan, my business partner, to say, um, well, you seem to have a bit of a tale of work at the moment. And we've we've obviously started, our teams are now for the winter period, taking their, their vacation time. And can we get anybody back for a bit to do some overtime for us, just to try and get this back down again to a sensible level? And he's working on that as we speak. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Which brings us to vacationing and, and folks have got peop, you know kids leaving and you might be in a great place, but you're thinking, you know, it needs a refresh. And isn't that typical? I mean, I know so many folks who are thinking they need to do a little bit of renovation, a little bit of refresh. And they're thinking, why would I do this? Why don't I just, you know, move to another apartment, another villa and start fresh with this one? Yes. 
Well, the reason for that is quite simple, which is not just the fact that rental prices are increasing at the moment. Yeah, they're going up quite a bit, aren't they? They are going up significantly <laughs> at the moment. Crazy. Um, but additionally, what people kind of forget is the cost of moving. Yeah. Uh, well, I know the cost of moving, and I'm lucky enough that I've got um, a very good friend in the trade that does me the best deal going. Um, even then, I was north of 20000 to move. That's a lot. Yeah, but... The and, you were, and you were only like, a you know, what, one block over? Oh, yeah, it's about 400 metres. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, what the bit you forget is not the actual costs of the physical move. It's the fact that there will be pressure to refresh at the same time. Yeah. So you've got that double whammy of, oh, yes, these curtains are a bit tired. We can't <laughs> put these back up. Let's buy new curtains. Yeah. Oh, yes, this <laughs> curtain rail is of a different size and it's not extendable, so now we need new curtain rails. And all this kind of comes in. Oh, no, that duvet cover does not match um, your daughter's <laughs> desired colours anymore. She's five years older than she was in the last house. And, and this is stuff that absolutely nails you. Yeah. So instead, and that's the stuff you could just stay stay where you are and change those little things. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, it is if you imagine just the nasty practicality of uh, Dubai. If you've been in a property for uh, for a while, and also as the market is right now, it's highly likely that you're paying under the market rate. Right. So if you have a situation where you are able to stay it should financially make a lot of sense that you do unless you've got a real need to move, which is normally landlords kicked you out or you need more or less space for whatever reason mm. than you currently have. So in this scenario where those three points aren't valid, it makes much more sense to refresh rather than to move. So what does a refresh look like? Well, you know what? It's not the real hard stuff. It is make it look different. <laughs> Yeah, and that can be, people forget that. Yeah, yeah, and it really does. It, it changes your whole attitude yeah. towards your home. So, and also, we talk all the time about if you're taking on a DIY job, make it manageable. Yeah, don't do the whole property <laughs> in one hit. Do one room at a time. Exactly. Now, things. There are two different things really in this situation that really make the big difference. First one is layout. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second one is decor. Right. So decor. Dead easy, on the whole, but it's going to take three times as long as you think it is. <laughs> okay? So, your average room that we would be painting in four hours in Dubai. And listen, we've got a great podcast that is up that talks oh, yes. about the prep. It talks about yeah. painting. It talks about the follow-up of Mulberry Rollers. Yeah. yeah, it's recently up, so it's, uh, it's great to listen okay. to. Okay, so we've got that. Now, if you're doing it, allow a day and a half. Now, that doesn't, a mean, time. Don't, that doesn't mean we're three times better than you. What it actually means is you don't have all the materials that you need that we know we need when we come yeah. to do the work. So you will find, first of all, half a day will be spent going to get all of that in the first instance. <laughs> yeah, back to the hardware store. Oh, I didn't get this. Oh, I need that. Oh, yeah. don't have enough plastic. Oh, I don't have any tape. Oh, Exactly. Now, the prep work, because we do this constantly yeah. we will be much more efficient in that so you'll be 50 percent longer than we are just in the prep at that point most of the first day is gone i actually think in one day you could get the materials including the paint you could then get the preparation done so tape on and mm -hmm. basically the room um the room all plasticed up so that you're not going to cause problems and i think you could edge and okay. that would be the edging. So around the doors, once you put yeah. the tape up, uh, going around the doors, oh, 
the freehand brigade. Okay, so if you can do it, freehand brigade. Yes, if you can do it, it speeds up things dramatically. Yeah. Okay, unless you are an artist or have the steadiest hand going, you can't do it. Right. Okay. I've seen the guys that do it. They're really, really good. Mm. Don't don't just think. Oh, I don't need. I don't need this. Go sensible. Use tape. Use good quality tape. Don't use rubbish tape because it sticks to everything. And then at that point, you end up with more problems than you can ever imagine. The number of ceilings when I walk into people's homes, and there's I, I can see it the second I walk in, and there is this big lump that's been taken out of the paint in the ceiling, and I know that they pulled off rubbish tape, which then brought off the paint as well, and they couldn't touch it up. Or there's this Frisian cow of a white patch there. And I'm like, I know what happened. You pulled off the tape. You thought that all white paint was the same. You painted it. And then you went, that's good enough. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, was it? No. And everyone's that inside it, a second. Everyone's eye goes to it as yes. well as soon as they walk in. Drawn to it. Oh. You might as well have highlighted that, that with a marker. So that is that situation, really, which is spend your time on it. Now, in terms of layouts, Layout is a really good one in terms of changing attitudes. So simple, too. It is. But then what you tend to find is people have too much furniture for a room anyway. Right. Which then limits entirely uh, how they can lay it out. Mm. So do you really need that L-shaped 12-seater? <laughs> you know? I have two of them in a room. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you they do, They do not James. fit at all, either. With, right. the, with the giant table. Yeah. And there's two of you, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, and the dogs. Yeah. Well, Dog, yeah. yeah. Well, one of us gets the one L shape because you know you you, you have the L shape when you're watching TV. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm in the room with the TV. Nice. I'm not really watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got you. <laughs> Might as well just bring down my duvet cover and use the L shape yes. sofa as a bed. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? So, but, but that is the the key, really, which is yeah. what do you really need? And decluttering is part of this process That's as a well. Huge one. Yeah, that's a huge one. So sell that L shape and get something that fits the room, will you? Mm. And then think about whether or not you can actually change around the yeah. design. I can't visualize that, and luckily, Natalie really can. Mm. We, were in, we were in our Palmyra property in the, uh, Ranches 1, and it had windows on three sides, yeah. and then it only had a pillar on the other side for a corridor. I was oh. like, how do we do this? I just could not see it. Anyway, Natalie, and there were lots of other people that had done it in one way, down one yeah. end, and it made the whole room extremely narrow. And Natalie went, you just sacrificed the middle doors and literally put a TV unit with a TV on top of there, and ours is the perfect size to go the width of that, so it'll look absolutely yeah. correct. And you've got two more sets of doors either side anyway, so you didn't really need that third one. There you go. Yeah, I know, but you need that vision. Yeah. And you need somebody who's got that vision. And luckily, in our relationship, yeah. Natalie, to be fair, claims she can do everything. She does nothing <laughs> apart from having that real vision for what needs to be done. She then tells me to go and get it done. And to be fair... I can't do anything either. So then I get the boys in, but I'm very good at briefing. I'm really good. Once I'm told what's required, I can guarantee I can do it more efficiently than most people. Yeah. But then the oddity of this podcast is, can you actually do what you're talking about? Well, a lot of it, no. But at the same time, you know, I've now got almost, what is it, 15 years of experience of briefing it to a degree that I can get a technician who couldn't see the job to be able to then do it. Yeah. It's a very odd it scenario very odd that thing. we peddle here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. How bizarre. 
So maybe a little paint to refresh a room, just changing the layout of the room. Yes. Don't go too dark on colours unless you're absolutely confident. Uh, yeah. It closes in the room so dramatically, and yeah. then you need a huge amount of light to try and bring it back again. Now, there's people who can do this and do it really well. Nargis. Remember my friend Nargis? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Oh, man. She always nails the colours in, in her place, and she uses a lot of kind of maroons and uh-huh. reds and dark yellows. Dark uh-huh. yellow? Really? <laughs> it works. It's absolutely stunning, her house. I absolutely love it. And it's got such a feel of warmth about it. Mm. So, But you need to be totally confident if you're going to start doing that. Yeah. We stay light. Light and airy is, is yeah. really the way that we, we want to rock. And um, again, yeah, we try and minimize furniture as much as we can. Nice. And then you've got all those little things, you know, as you said, where, where you're putting a TV up, where you put some floating shelves in, yes. decoration, yeah. and all that. All those pictures that you've been oh, meaning to do. Mirrors. I like mirrors. Forget the pictures for now. The, the, the mirror art and yeah. the fact that you can put just some giant mirror up. Opens out a room yeah. dramatically. Yeah. It really does give you that feeling of space. So again, those people who've needed to downsize, it's a great thing. Use mirrors to give you that that feeling of space. Yeah. It's a very nice idea, as long as you don't mind looking at yourself now and again. <laughs> but again, it's it's great to have the guys come and do those final touches of putting those things up, working with the pictures, getting them all up. Yeah. And you know, your floating shelves, getting them all. I mean, anyone can go get the IKEA floating shelves, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's how you put them up. That's the real key. I've seen a lot of places where people have done it themselves, and it's just like, guys. Yeah. First of all, the walls aren't square. No, of course not. And, you know, you don't have all the right tools, and your boys come, and they they do it in 20 minutes. Mm, Well, that's what we do. You know, that's what we're doing all day, every day, without a doubt. So it's a bit of a classic for that. Yeah. Do you think we can do a bit on Google reviews? Yeah, let's do it. Have we got time? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Now, the reason that I want to talk about Google reviews is it's a bit of a sore point with us to say the least. So what we had, we had a really interesting scenario now about three months ago where we've had over 700 reviews now and then we hit three one stars in a row, Uh. okay? Two of the one stars were totally unjustified and um, again, we weren't too sure. In fact, no, we are sure now that they are not customers. That was the big question mark. The third one, we had a bad day. And you know what? Justify. We'll happily take that one on the chin. Now, the problem that you have is, so we are currently, in terms of the, the numbers that we have got of, uh, of each number, our vast majority, and I'm talking probably over 90% are five stars. Okay. okay. Now, those three reviews, two of which we know were bogus, were... And we know that, sorry, just so that we're clear, we know that because for one of the guys, he'd done 22 reviews, all of other maintenance companies, all of which were one star. Uh-huh. So he has employed 23 <laughs> maintenance companies to be able to uh, to yeah. make that conclusion. Well, no, he hasn't. He's obviously in the industry and trying to rubbish other people to push yeah. himself up. So uh, that one. Now, when you try and feed this back to Google, Nothing happens. Of course not. Okay. And we've tried it from lots of different perspectives. We've tried it through lots of different communication channels. But basically, unless it is the ultimate horrific um, kind, which would be uh, a graphic in terms of language yeah. Yeah. or subject matter, um, they have just whitewashed what's going yeah. on. Now, the problem, therefore, is the algorithm, yeah. which basically goes uh, a one-star when you have a lot of reviews, it takes a huge number 
to be able to equate with a five star. Mm. To give you a rough idea, now at the level we're at, from what we've been able to work out, we think one one star equals 125 stars. Wow. That's insane. That is. That's <laughs> utterly insane. Yeah. So we currently have had 42 five star reviews in a row. Huh. And it's done nothing, absolutely nothing to be able to counteract a scenario which was one bad uh, bad review, which was four months ago, huh. and two that are still there because Google won't act. Huh. Now, the problem that we have is we know that customers now use Google, Google reviews as their main um, method of deciding outside of word of mouth. They use their main method of, yeah. of deciding. So it is crucial to us as a business that we maintain a good google review however we have no control over from where we are right now 66 percent of negative reviews and what we want to do is when somebody does have a bad experience and a genuine bad experience because it's going to happen we do 100 jobs a day so even if we're running at one percent and if you imagine with old units, you are going to have situations where we go there, we repair it, and something else happens because they're old units. It's yeah. not that we're at fault. Yeah. So in that situation, we want to engage with the customer and we want to put it right. Well, that's our only interest. We want to put things right. Well, the problem is that the way that Google operates currently, it's very difficult for a company to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Which has a huge effect, not only on people looking you up, yeah. but, but the people who work with you. Absolutely. So we now celebrate every single Google review that comes in. Nice. In our weekly meeting, it is read out. And that we, we, there was a round of applause that is given for uh, the technicians who are there. Yeah. We also now are aware that customer service training is more important than ever by mm. a massive margin. Mm. So now we are... Every week we are doing customer service training with all staff. Wow. And if it is not immaculate, we will do it again and again and again. And then when it is immaculate, we're going to do it again and again and again to keep it immaculate. That is the level now that we That's need amazing, to be isn't at. isn't it? Like how, the, how change has happened in the last 10 years. Well, what we realized after the initial fury of the whole Google <laughs> review situation, and we were, we were furious, because it does affect you going yeah. from 4.6 to 4.5. Sounds like nothing. But actually, uh, in a competitive market, that's really critical. Well, because when you Google, you know, repair, home repair in Dubai and all of, you know, yep. 10 places come up and they, they start getting ranked by reviews. Yes. And also, you, they don't clearly show you how many reviews it is. <laughs> no. So five five-star reviews, you get 5.0. Yeah. That is higher than us with over 700 reviews at 4.5. Yeah. So we're now at that stage where we we do, we've always taken it very seriously, but Facebook is no longer providing a um, a numerically based review system. Mm. And that used to be the gold standard. And to be fair to Facebook, they were much more interactive in terms of the way that they operated yeah. and we could interact and talk to them when there was something that was out. Yeah. Now that's all gone. Wow. So we, the only thing that we can do is to promote more Google reviews because we know when people review us, 99 times out of 100 it's going to be positive and secondly to make sure that our guys are better than they ever have been in terms of delivering that customer service we know we're very good at doing the job but in terms of the customer service side that is what we need to carry on working on so be honest with the reviews that's that's the key 
Yeah, it is. And it's so important to the businesses you're reviewing. And as you said, as you're looking at reviews, look to see how many reviews there are. Do. Because it's easy to go with, oh, they're the, they're, you know, they're the top. And then you say, oh, yeah, it's four people. And if you see a one-star review without at least a paragraph or two to explain yeah. why. Ignore it. Absolutely ignore it. Because that is not, there is so many that are fake reviews, it is unbelievable. You know, there's oh. outfits, there's outfits that are out there that you can yeah. actually pay a very small fee to get 200 five-star reviews to fudge your numbers. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, and that's where we're at. Well, we are categoric that we will not do that. Yeah. But if you imagine some of our competitors, yeah. Yeah, there we go. One of those. Anyway, thank you for that rant. Yeah, I, mean, I, I that appreciate was good. it. But I think people need to understand <laughs> the actual reality of Google reviews. You know, I, I think I think this is that's a great way to to end off the podcast for today, and we'll pick it up and do it all again really soon. Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai. That was a great show. Yeah, enjoyed it. We covered a whole. We got, we got everything that you fired Gee, into ways, me. We've done well today. We did it all. This is a success. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll do it all again real soon. And hey, by the way, go and listen to some of the other 80 plus shows that we've got posted up and follow us on YouTube. You can find us there too. The James Casts are where these all live. We'll talk to you really, really soon. James, out. <laughs> <laughs>